we know this great quote of comparison is the thief of joy. So Mm, I always tell people you cannot compare your success to anyone else's. Um, You can't compare yourself to anyone else because at the end of the day, everybody shows up differently. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step-by-step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting, music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically, by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, beautiful humans. <laughs> Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, I'm so grateful that you are here with me today. And my guest today is Ashley Helm. And Ashley actually came into my world through the Explore page on Instagram. I tell you, I love Instagram. I saw a couple of her reels and I'm like, this woman is amazing. I loved her creativity and her message around positivity and self-love and just how expressed she was in that. And the universe brought us together in the most interesting way. A couple of months later, a very close friend of mine was hosting a women's empowerment event. And she asked me to come speak. And we did a speaker's call just to get to know everybody. And uh, she said, Oh, you're really going to love my friend, Ashley. She's so incredible. And we get on zoom and I see this woman. I'm like, I know you, even though I didn't know her. Do you ever have that experience where you feel like, you know, someone through social media, because they're just so authentically them that you just feel like 
you just feel like you know them. Um, so that was my experience with Ashley and we ended up getting to know each other on a deeper level. We're speaking at this women's empowerment event together and then connecting offline a couple of times. And I knew that I wanted to bring her on to the podcast just to share her light and her wisdom. She is one of the most inspiring women that I've had the opportunity of getting to know and her message around self-love and positivity and empowerment is incredible. And in this episode, we talk about the power of motherhood and what it means to hold the responsibility to be a parent raising strong, beautiful women. We talk about her struggles with body dysmorphia and self-love and confidence and how to really shift the narrative in your mind when it comes to the stories that you're telling yourself. We talked a lot about the things that she's walking through right now. And when God gives you the things that you want. Sometimes it doesn't always show up the way that you expect. We talk about her vision for 2022 and really the importance of being present and the fact that tomorrow is not guaranteed and how, you know what, we all think we have time, but we don't. So this episode is filled with so much wisdom and perspective. Ashley is truly going to blow your mind. Ashley Helm is a 37 year old mother and wife. She's happily married to her hunky husband, Kevin Helm. Together, they reside in Orange County, New York. Go upstate. Ashley was born in Suffern, New York, and has lived and traveled all over the world with New York always being the place that she calls home. Four years ago, Ashley created a lifestyle platform and blog to share her love of home decor, fashion, and beauty tips with other women. And with her life experiences and passion for promoting self-love, she transformed her platform into a lot more than a blog. Ashley actively uses her platform to encourage self-love and promote self-growth and 14 years in the fitness industry and a lot a lot of life lessons have given her a really deep rooted love for helping others improve their mental and physical well-being. And as we get to the end of the episode, she talks about this incredible workbook that she has. It's available for you. It's a 30-day workbook on cultivating self-love, which is called Life Styled by You. And she shares a lot of information on how you can get that book. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Ashley. Ashley, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Boldly Courageous podcast and community. And I want to just share something that I love about you is just your embodiment. Like you're more radiant. You are funny. I actually started uh, your Instagram reels started popping Mm -hmm. up on my explore page. And then our mutual friend, Krista was hosting an event and she's like, I can't wait for you to meet my friend, Ashley. And we got on zoom and I was like, I know her, but I didn't actually know you. And I was like, wait, I don't actually know you, but I do know you. And I was like, oh my gosh. And, um, just witnessing you over the past couple of months, we've gotten to know each other and being able to see you in, you know, your zone of genius speaking at strong camp. I'm just blown away by the woman that you are and your truth and the way that you just embody your gifts. So I just, I'm so grateful for you being here. Well, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you asking me to be here. I'm excited and, you know, I am honored. This is such an incredible thing. So I'm glad that we're, our paths aligned and we've connected and, you know, it's, it's really special. So I'm here for it. Thank you. Yay. Okay. What is one boldly courageous thing that you've done recently? Oh, wow. I'm trying to think one boldly courageous thing that I have done recently. Well, I think that when I think of that, my first initial gut reaction is that I've 
always wanted to be in a place of uh, speaking light into others, motivational speaking and such. And I've always wanted to get to a point where I was like busy with it, where it wasn't just like my hobby or it wasn't just something I, I did where it was like guest speaking all the time um, for different events and things, even though I love doing that. So I had the opportunity this month for January. This is actually my fourth thing that I've been like invited to where I'm just like speaking, like speaking my truth, speaking my heart. Um, not, not really like so scripted, more candid, but just doing my thing. Right. And so at first it scared me. Cause I was like four in one month, like, how do I prepare? What am I going to be good at it? Am I really cut out for this? And I started to have those self-doubt come in and the imposter syndrome, like, is this really for me? And I can't, I had to like really step into it. Like, this is what you want. So this is the universe's way of stretching me to grow and saying like, okay, you can do all four of these things. Um, you just got to do it, like jump into it and just do it. And so I would say getting over that little fear of like the fear was courageous for me. And then also setting up my own event where it was me. Like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm the headliner, but like, I'm the headliner, like it's, it's my show. So, um, I'm doing my own small scaled event for the first time rather than being a guest speaker. So that for me is definitely a boldly courageous moment. Mm. It is yeah. a whole different ball game when you are invited to speak versus you are hosting and speaking. Cause not only are you holding space for your own experience, but you're also hosting and holding space for other people's experiences as well. So yeah. And I think this is so relatable, right? So, um, fear is fear is fear when it comes to putting yourself out there. Right. And, and you ask for something and then God delivers in a way that you're like, okay, well, I, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. You know, sometimes we sit and wait and we're like, oh, why isn't it happening? And then when it does happen, we're like, no, not like that. Yeah. Right. So what was the process? Like, can you kind of walk us through, okay, you set this intention out and all of a sudden it came up. What were some of the, what was like the mindset drama? What were some of the thoughts or the beliefs that you really had to work through and how did you work through them? Yeah. So I would say for me, when I talk about self-doubt, it's, I, I say no one's exempt from it. Even the most successful of us all, even the ones who've done this a million times over, we all have those moments. And I think those moments keep us real humble and grounded for sure. I think it's like a reality check, you know? And so sometimes I think for me, the self-doubt will come in like, well, do you know enough? Like, do you have enough experience to really share and help people with wherever they're at? And so how I get through that is I like, I journal a lot. And, um, I also have I have sources that I connect with one of which is one of my close best friends. She is a licensed therapist. I always tease and tell her that she's my unpaid therapist. However, like I'll always reach out to her and be like, okay, I need a little, mo I need a moment here. Like I have to tell you what my brain is doing. And it always goes back to, she always has me meditate so I can like reconnect, reground myself. So I meditated um, and I don't do it enough. And I wish I did it more. I have to like really put that in my regimen, but I meditated, um, I journaled, and then I wrote out my feelings. Like what was making me feel this way? And I love when I do that because then you can ask yourself, is it fact or fiction? And most mm. of the time for me, it's fiction. It's a story I'm making up. It's not even true. It's, it's based off of fear. And when I do that, I'm like able to see it laid out in front of me and be like, okay, now get a grasp of your reality. Like you are cut out for this. This, this is what you were, you know, were created to do. And most of the time from that place, 
I'll record a podcast or a killer live chat, or I'll go inspire the heck out of somebody that day. And then I'm like, ah, that's it. Okay. Self that like close the door on that because this is what I'm meant to do. So I just go do it in a smaller scale before the, the big moment. And just to remind myself that like, I am capable of doing it because mm-hmm. I think you know, self-doubt is that little, little shit that always comes back around. It's like, it's, it's like the fuel that we need for content. Right. And some of the most, the best stories are everyone loves a comeback story, right? Everyone loves a rags to riches story. And it's like, I wonder sometimes how much of that we manifest like drama in our lives just so that we can like, be like, Oh, I got through it. You know, not, not really, but I think it's like, uh, the, the level to the game increases every single time. Right. And, uh, I've heard this phrase a million times. I don't know who, who thought it up, but it's like new level, new devil. And, and I feel like when you come out on the other side of that, it's like content for days, it's inspiration. Cause you're like, I figured it out. I hacked the matrix. It's like when you finally get the Rubik's cube and you're like, I did it. <laughs> yes. It's so true. <laughs> and you're like, I want to tell everyone how to do it. Cause, cause you're so excited. Right. Cause you know that, um, people struggle with the same stuff all the time. And if you can hack the system or figure out the cheat code or, or whatever, like the up, down, down, left, right thing is on the, you know, the video game, you Mm want to, you want to share that. All right. So it's like almost, you know, okay, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for us, for you, you know, so that we can walk through this together. Yeah. I think it's good when you can work through things at whatever level you're at, because then it also, for me, teaches me that you know, I always say it to people, I am relatable. I am just like you. We are the same. I'm not better than you. Like, like the other day I made a reel about, um, I, I used the audio, but it was like talking about putting my pants on the same as you, because I do, I put my pants on one leg at a time. The difference is the action that I take after the pants are on. Mm. So it's kind of like with life too. It's like, I have the same struggles as you, I, that I will have to overcome. It's the steps I take to overcome them, you know? Mm. So I think when you can work through things yourself, it allows you to be more relatable. And so you can understand when you are helping someone because you've been through it yourself. Totally. Now yeah. there's some, something that I've, uh, recognized in you is you're incredibly creative. Like I I'm like, this girl pumps out content and reels that are so fun and funny and creative. Where do you think that comes from? I'm the right side of my brain. No, <laughs> no um, I, I don't know. I will say I am creative. Like I used to be like, maybe I'm not. I I used to wonder what my talents were outwardly. This is actually something I used to struggle with. I never thought I was talented in the sense of I wasn't maybe athletic enough, or maybe I wasn't an artist or, um, I always compared myself growing up to my sister. She was always very smart, artistic, athletic, and all these things. And I'm like, what's my talent? Like I can't sing, I can dance. And so I used to struggle with that and part. And now as an adult seeing where I'm at, I'm like, I am so creative. I don't know exactly where it comes from, but I can tell you that I do believe, obviously for me, it's a God-given gift, Mm -hmm. but like, I will hear something and it's obvious to people like the obvious audio, right. Would be to just duplicate what everybody else is doing and trending. But for me, when I hear something, I'm like, Oh, this is how I can relate it to something that will actually benefit your life. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I talk about self-love, I don't know. It's like, I will hear something and it's instant. There's a song and I'm like, Oh, that's going to be good for this, or this is good for that. I don't, I don't know exactly where it comes from. I just know that like, I, I don't know. It's like, I'm so creative that sometimes I'm like, well, that's scary. How'd you think of that? You know, Mm. but I love that. I love that. I'm able to take something that is 
otherwise trending for maybe the wrong purpose, like the wrong reasons. And I can kind of spin it and make it more of like a useful thing. Cause that's just like really my mission with social media is like to not just be another page out there that's duplicating what other people are doing. I want to like really give people like impact, you know, I want to impact somebody's life and really give, like, I want to have fun with it. I want to be like fun and keep you entertained, but also give you something that's like real life advice that can really help you change your life. I think that's so needed. And one of the cool things I think coming out of 2020 for me was downloading TikTok and seeing how creative people are. I'm like, wow, there are some funny people out there. And it's so fun for me. Like I, I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. I mean, sometimes it does, you know, you hear an audio and you get an idea and you're like, oh, that would be cool. Um, but I think it really, it is very easy to fall into the trap of if it's not like how she does it, then it won't be good enough. I think sometimes what happens, and and I want to talk about this in the sense of business too, because I can see some parallels between this idea of duplication and, you know, there's all these coaches out there and business models that are like five-step system and blah, 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 blah. Right where we'll see something, we'll see a reel. And let's say it's, you know, one of your reels and you're in your divine expression of creativity. And because you are in your divine expression of creativity, it, it activates me in a specific way. Like you being you activates me. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is we try to take some of that and say, how can I, how can I be activating? And if we don't believe that we are good enough to activate others, we'll try and duplicate someone else's system for activation. And then it doesn't work. All right. We're like, well, why is her real getting, you know, a million views and mine got a hundred? Well, it must be, I don't have enough followers or it's the algorithm. No, it's because you're not being you right. Yeah. Yeah, Authenticity wins every time. Yeah. I agree. thousand percent. Some of my best, some of my best reels are the most authentic reels. The ones where, you know, the one where I went viral, literally I had like 10 million views. It was not a song that was trending. I was in the kitchen one day and this probably was where the creativity came in. I was like, it'd be really funny if I like just did a Mariah Carey song right here. And I used my faucet and whatever. Let me just make it really quick. Cause I needed content. I needed something to post. So I made it really quick. I put it up and it 10 million views. And I was like, you know why? Because I just was myself authentically didn't care. I'm, I'm, I'm silly. I like being fun. Um, you know, so I think that that's true. Like when you can really step into just the authentic side of yourself, like what makes you mm. special, that's when it really launches, you know, mm. I'm curious because I've seen that done a million times. Like you set the trend. I'm like, damn, that came from you. So how did it feel? What was your experience on the other side of that of seeing other people take your creativity and and try and duplicate or imitate it? You know, it was funny. I was like, this is really cool, right? Look how many people I inspired to do this. You know, of course, right. There's always an ego moment. And I always tell these people, there's always that ego moment where you're like, well, I want credit for this. Like why they have to give me credit for this. Like this was my creativity. Cause you, mm-hmm. when you make something so creative and someone just like takes it or copies it, you do, you have like that possessive feeling, but then I'm like, no, I always have to talk. This is where I talk myself through it. Cause I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I am creating to inspire. So in doing that, there will be people who will just copy and they're not copying from a malicious place. They're copying because they're lacking the creativity or they really thoroughly enjoyed it. And they're like, Hey, I want to do that too. And, you know, on the flip side of that, when I'm watching all those videos of people singing and doing the Mariah Carey and stuff, I was like, look how much fun they're having. Like, I just encourage people to like let loose and sing with their kitchen faucet. Like it's fine. Um, and that's, 
And that's the whole point is like, you won't always get credit for the work that you do or the things that you produce that are creative. And you can't look for that validation that that was the old me seeking the outside validation. And now I'm like, I don't need it that, you know, Mm. I just, I'm in such a place of like that contentment. Like I know where I am. I know my mission. And so I I actually brought me joy to see that many people wanted to do it when I thought it was like so easy or so silly, you know? I think it's, it's, yeah, I can see the, like the double edge of that. Right. Cause part of you is like, like, just be you like be original. Don't copy me. But then, you know, the other part is like, it's fun and it's trendy and it makes them feel like, Hey, that sound that I, and there's probably a lot of relatability in it because there's probably a lot of women that do that, that just never thought to do the real. And they feel so seen in that, Mm -hmm. that they want to express it in their, in their own way. Yeah. I had a reel go viral as well. And it was a similar, it, it wasn't similar in that regard. I was doing like the pointing, like, this is my age, this is my sign thing, but it was the first time I'd ever done a reel. And I was like, nah, let's just try this out. And it went viral. Right. And it's like, people are always like, what was your strategy? And I'm like, I just was having fun. Yes. <laughs> my strategy was, was fun. Um, okay. But I, I know that you really being comfortable in your skin and knowing your authentic voice and being playful and being fun and being able to showcase that is probably not, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this has always been you, or was there ever a time when maybe Ashley didn't feel like she could show up and be 100% herself? What was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, that was like the whole first part of my life. Truly. It wasn't until I was like 30, um, that I really stepped into really believing the things I felt like I was always good at, um, being confident. Like, even when I think about when I was younger, like I was a cheerleader, I was popular in school. I had a lot of friends. Um, and so naturally you just assume the person's confident, but really, truly, I was like struggling. Um, and I think I used the, the funny side of me and the outgoing to kind of mask all the other internal struggles that I was having. Like no one knew they wouldn't have thought that just people who were close to me. So, um, to be, to go from being that version of myself and to this, um, it's, it's so, it's so freeing. Um, that's what I feel. I feel free. Mm -hmm. So, because it's like, I know, I just, I know who I am. I, I know what I have to offer. I don't think that I'm better than anybody. I just know that I'm like acknowledging the gifts that I have and accepting them and like honing in on them and making them stronger rather than where before I think I was always seeking something like what, like when I was talking about what were my talents, like I was searching for things that other people were good at. Like, how could I be that rather than just looking within? So it wasn't until I turned it all around and I was like, okay, why don't you look at Ashley and see like, what, what does she have and what is she capable of? Um, and really once I like trusted, just like fully trusted that and kind of, um, stepped into that confidence. Like I said, it's just so freeing. It's such a, Mm. such a, like, that's how I describe it. It's like freedom when you can just confidently be yourself. And it's very unapologetic. Like I know I'm not for everyone. I know not everyone loves me. Not everyone loves that. I'm very real upfront. Um, like you don't come to me for advice unless you really want it. Cause it's not that I'm giving you my, my opinion. I'm giving you perspective from like a very honest place. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just not afraid to be all those things because I, I love who I am like mm. truly. So yeah, there's so much freedom. That's what I think about when you ask me that. Amen. There's so much freedom in being you, because it's like, you don't need to try and learn anything else. You just, you, you yeah. are the walking, talking manual. 
right? Do you think that's something that just came with age and maturity or was there a catalyst for that shift in your, in your outlook? I think it was combination. So definitely age maturity, but then also having to do like the healing work, like having to look at life. Okay. Well, where were maybe some traumas in my life? Where was I maybe um, neglected? Where was I not given the tools that I needed? Why, where did my lack of confidence start and like stem from? And then um, once I recognized all the things that I like, I like to say, like, you know, we, the cards that were dealt, right. Everyone has de- dealt different cards in life and you can change the narrative. You can change your story whenever you want. And so it's just when you start to accept maybe how you got to where you are. And so now how can you heal through it? So you can move forward to be the version of yourself you want to be. Mm. So for me, that was huge to acknowledge, um, again, without fear saying, okay, well, because I saw this growing up, or this is how, you know, um, this was the energy that I was surrounded by. This is why I was like this. And now this is how I can like heal and move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to do a lot of healing work. And again, that comes down to like a lot of just self-reflection journaling, um, listening to podcasts that helped me reading good self-help help books. Um, not necessarily traditional therapy didn't work for me like clinical therapy. And I talk actually talked about this yesterday. Um, on my podcast, I did an interview with my best friend who's a licensed therapist. And I talked about how that form of therapy did not work for me. So then I had to go into like all of the other kind of like holistic and stuff like that. That's what worked for me. Um, even just moving my body, like really getting into fitness mm-hmm. that right, like moving my body and using movement for expression really helped me a lot. So yeah, yeah, because it's energy in motion, right? Movement is, is so powerful. So I know you shared, um, a little bit about some of the narrative shifts that you had to create around these four speaking events, but can you think to, uh, maybe more recently aside from that, or maybe like a defining narrative that you really had to shift in your life in order to get to where you are now? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a, that's a good question. You, you're good with these questions. <laughs> you're like, I'm, we're going to get gushy and you are good. <laughs> um, defining narrative that I had to shift was that, um, largely for me when, you know, I always like to answer the question first thought that comes to my mind. And when you say that to me, um, body image was huge for me. So I struggled for a lot of years because I defined my worth by the way I looked mm-hmm. and I never really felt good enough because I never thought that I was like fit enough or pretty enough. And for a long part of my life, I always felt that, which is crazy to say out loud. And people are like, what? And I'm like, it's, you don't understand it until you're in it. But, um, I struggled and I relationships, um, my own relationship with myself, even just with my parents, I think I used to think if I was fit enough that I would get the validation that I needed, that I was good enough because they were so into health and like fitness. So for me, one of the narrative shifts that was huge was learning that I was so much more than just like a body and that I was healthy and that it didn't matter what I physically look like, you know? Um, and then from that, having my daughter really changed everything for me because carrying her in my body and realizing that, um, like, cause at that point I was still kind of healing with my body image and the dysmorphia that I had. And so getting pregnant, I was like, I never wanted to ever get pregnant. Cause I did never want it to be that. I never wanted to be overweight. Like I was always scared. So 
having her was a huge shift because it turned from this like selfish feeling to a selfless feeling. Like I would do anything and anything to protect her, make sure she's healthy, carry her into life. And then just the respect that I gained for my own body Mm. during pregnancy and birth, literally childbirth, I swear, was like a moment where I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, this is just the shell of me. This is like, the body is not who I am. And it was like a huge turning point for me where now I'm like, I work out cause I love it. Um, I like how I look and I'm not obsessed over it. Um, it's just like a whole different ball game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That's powerful. And it's, it's amazing how, um, I don't know if you believe in, you know, universe and energy and and all those things and soul contracts, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would imagine that you and your daughter have a very powerful soul contract because in a lot of ways, it sounds like she healed you or she gave you an opportunity to really look at this maybe from a different point of view to say, Hey, you have a choice in this generational pattern you know, what a beautiful gift. Yeah, absolutely. I think I say it all the time. Like she's saved us in many ways and even me. Um, cause now I look at her and I'm teaching her and giving her the tools for self-love now. Like mm. we do affirmations every day. Um, she's the cutest. She looks right in the mirror. I'm like, how do you look today? And she says, I'm strong. And I love that. It's not even like, I'm, I tell her she's beautiful and she knows that she, that's one of our affirmations, but she always says I'm strong. And I'm like, my heart yes, you know? <laughs> and like breaking that generational chain. Cause I didn't have that. And mm. when she sees me, I'm always like, like if I'm naked and I'm getting dressed and she's in the room, I'm like, like, look at mommy, look how strong she is. And she's like, my mommy's strong. Like she knows like, I never like, I, I will just won't ever talk bad about myself. And I don't anymore because I've healed on that. But like, I make a, a active intentional point to make sure that whatever I say about myself is like a positive, you know, role model for her. I'm, I'm breaking that because That's I don't so want beautiful. that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't realize, you know, words are, are so powerful. I was on a coaching call with a client the other day who was feeling down about her business. She was in network marketing and she, she has one woman that joined her. That's, you know, quote unquote, having success. And she goes, this is my one itty bitty success story. And I was like, wow, like words are powerful. And I could feel the diminished energy in that. And yeah, like I have my best friend, she's got a daughter who's five and I had the opportunity to live with her all through 2020. And, um, wow, like kids are so such incredible, wise little beings. Like I'm mind blown at what she teaches me on a regular basis. And I think one of the biggest areas that I struggle with, like the adult child's perspective, because I'm not a mom is this idea of autonomy over your body and yourself and your choice. Like, why do we speak to children differently than we would speak to an adult about the, what they have to and can't do. And it's like discipline and autonomy. Like if they don't want to hug you, they don't have to, if they don't want to sit on your lap, they don't have to. Like, I just, I think being around children has given me such a different perspective on how we respect human beings in general, you know? Um, and so I'm curious with your daughter, aside from, you know, what we've just discussed about, you know, being a role model and like, um, positive affirmations, what do you think the biggest thing is that she's taught you? Like, what is she, I'm sure she's your teacher, right. But what would you say, or maybe it's something like more recently or like, what is the thing that she's taught you that you're like, damn girl, you're (laughs) okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually there, she, we've, so she's been challenging me lately. And and I was like, oh gosh, I don't understand. I don't understand. And then one day I'm like, yes, I do. She's literally doing what she sees me doing. So she, (laughs) she's uh, teaching me right now that 
And this was actually something that came up for me for 2022 was like with the Scorpio for 2022, it said that um, empathy and patience, but patience for me is something that she is teaching me. Obviously it teaches, you know, children teach parents patience all the time. Right. But for me, I didn't realize like, I really need to work on my patience. And so she is challenging me in that way because I'll get frustrated and then I'm impatient and I'm, and I'm getting more frustrated. And, and then I'm like, well, I'm exploding or whatever, you know, like I'm, 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 you can feel that energy. And so now when I see her get frustrated with something, she's literally acting like me, like getting mad. And like, it's, it's annoying her. Like she'll throw something or she just like yells. And I'm like, what's going on? Where's my sweet little girl. And then I'm like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> like I swear children are the mirrors that we didn't know we needed. Mm-hmm. So she's teaching me that I do need to work on my patience, but also patience with people. Cause I view, view her as she's my daughter, but she's also a person and having patience with people because not everybody is always on the same, like emotional wavelength, Mm. you know, like, and I think that like some people are going through some things. Like I always say, like, you never know what someone's going through. You don't know what kind of day they're having. So I try to always lead with grace. And I think that she's just teaching me that I really need to be more patient and recognize that not everybody um, processes the same way I do. Not everybody will respond the way that I do. Not everybody has to respond the way that I do and that I just need to have more patience. And (laughs) yeah, I'm really, I get the message and I wish that we could (laughs) close the chapter on this lesson, (laughs) but yeah, she's a hundred percent teaching me and I, you know, it's teaching me too, because it's good because I really do want to be a good role model for her in all areas. And I know that sometimes I'm going to mess up, you know, like it's going to happen. It's nature of the beast. But I think that that's really what I'm working on right now is like, mm. okay, let's talk about this. I'm like, let's take some deep breaths. Like I told her when she's angry to that, she could growl like a bear. I'm like, when you're mad, just show me what a bear would do. And like, it distracts her. And then she's like, okay, I'm like now let's take some breaths. So she's cute. She'll go namaste. <laughs> She's so adorable. Like when she comes on your stories and starts talking about the collagen and like all the things. And, um, and so you are, aside from being this incredible light in the world and, you know, sharing your gifts on social media and this platform and message around positivity, you're also in a leadership position and you run an e-commerce business and you help people in all areas of their life. So I'm curious, how do you see all of this, like, you know, being a mom and, you know, working through new narratives and being authentically you, how does that translate into your leadership role? Yeah. So I take, for me, it translates because when I'm mentoring people for their business, it's not just about how can they get more sales or how can they grow their business with more people? I want to teach them how they can. Um, I think looking at it like this is like, when you're a good leader, right? When you're in a leadership position, if you look at your business, it's a direct reflection of you. Like if your business isn't succeeding, it's like, well, what can you do as a leader? How can you serve your people better so you can build them? And so I use the tools, all those tools, and I apply them to the people that I'm helping with their business. Cause those can be roadblocks in your business. Like if you have the limiting beliefs, it's going to block you from talking to a customer or talking to someone about the business. Or if you have self-doubt, you might not even believe that you can have a successful business. So if I can kind of integrate those tools when I'm talking, it's not just like, Hey, let's go get a customer sale. It's like, well, how are you feeling today? What are you working through? How can I help you feel better about yourself? Like, how can we grow? Are you journaling? You know, and I kind of lead by example too. Mm. I always like show up 
as the best that I can be as the best leader so that they can show up in that same, you know, capacity for themselves. It's so beautiful. And I think your business will always grow to the level that you're willing to grow. That's just something I've seen in my own life. And, um, you know, I, I feel like people come into a business like, uh, social retailing or, you know, online influencer sales or even network marketing. And they, they don't think of it, think of it from a long game. You know, they're coming in with an employee mindset of like, if I work this many hours or if I sell this much product, I'm going to make this much money, but they don't realize that, no, you're stepping into the world of entrepreneurship. That's like a whole different ball game. It's the biggest mind fuck there is on the planet because it's like, <laughs> oh, like my business will just mirror back to me all the things that are not working in my life. And I heard this example the other day and it would like blew my mind, right? I was listening to a training about energy and, um, results. And she was talking about, um, time and results, like on a chart, like most businesses will, um, track and measure results over time. And so the example would be like, the more time you're in business, the better the results should be. And, but why is it that some people are doing it for seven years and they're not having nearly the same success as someone who's been in it for three years. Right. And I saw this in when I was running my network marketing business and the, and you know, why is it that if time, if time were the only indicator for results, then every single person who goes to school would graduate with the same grades. Cause they're all putting in the same amount of time. So what's the difference. And the difference is the thing that's not measured on the chart. It's the energy and who you're being in the act of the thing that you're doing. So it's like, it's not about how many times you show up. It's about who you're being when you show up mm-hmm. and nothing will mirror that back to you more than being an entrepreneur or being a parent. <laughs> I would imagine being a parent too, because you could sit there with your kid and not be present. Absolutely. You know, and that they will mirror that back to you 100%. Yeah. So yeah. What would you say to the person that maybe is in that boat? They're like, I've been doing this for seven years and, you know, she's having more success than I am. And I'm so frustrated. Like, how would you help that person kind of shift their narrative around what success looks like for them? So I always start by telling people, we know this great quote of comparison is the thief of joy. So Mm, I always tell people you cannot compare your success to anyone else's. Um, you can't compare yourself to anyone else because at the end of the day, everybody shows up differently. And like, if I were to compare my business to someone else's, it's like, well, what are they doing that their business is that way? So rather Mm -hmm. than compare or to think that they're, they feel stuck, I'm always like, why do you feel stuck? And then I work on, okay, so what are you doing that is like actually benefiting where you want to go? So, cause you know, it's kind of like the merry-go-round if you're doing X, Y, and Z on repeat and it's not working for you, that means that you've got to switch it up. That means that whatever you're doing is not working. So let's try something new. Um, and most of the time I feel in my experience so far, when people are stuck or feel stale in their business, it's because they're staying comfortable mm. and they're small and they're not allowing themselves to really like get in that, dig into the discomfort and grow. Because when something is like, challenging. We're humans. We shy away from it. We're like, "Mm, maybe not today. I'll do that tomorrow. You know, it's like scary. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable or pushed really, truly. And a lot of people stay in their comfort zone for way too long. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's that getting over the fear and just like doing it because, you know, I always say to people like, what's the worst that could happen? 
You try something new and it doesn't work out. But the best thing that could happen is it could totally change the course of your entire business. Um, so I do have people look at their daily routine. What are they doing? How, what's their behavior like? How are, how are they plugging into their business when they are? Like, is it with intention or is it just like, you know, floofy? You know what I mean? Like, like what are you doing? Box. Yeah. Yeah. And then what have you done differently? How have you, how have you tried to grow? How have you stretched your mind? Like, are you reading any good books? Have you listened to any good podcasts? Are you like taking any leadership programs? Are you investing in yourself so that you can grow? Um, and if you haven't done any of those things, I'm like, well, let's start with one of them. You know, let's start somewhere because most of the time I feel we're stuck because we're comfortable. Mm. Yeah. Amen. You're speaking my language. And I think the investment piece investing in yourself is, I know for me, that was the tipping point for me when, you know, because, uh, my friend, Nicole Sylvester always says, when you pay, you pay attention. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's good. That's it's really so good. true. Right. Yeah. With anything, when you pay, you pay attention. And I remember feeling like I lived in a really small town in upstate New York and, you know, it was the dead of winter and I didn't, I worked for myself. So I didn't have to go anywhere. And I felt so isolated. And sometimes you get in those spaces where like your dreams and your vision are so big, but the people around you can't hold space for that. And I felt like I had nowhere to go. So I started listening to podcasts and, you know, all the things, but you know, there's a difference between knowing and doing, right. You can know the things, but if you don't have someone, you know, holding you accountable or you're not strong enough to hold yourself accountable, I can't stress enough, like how important it is to invest in yourself. Like whether it's going to an event, like the one that, you know, you're hosting in February or, you know, hiring a coach or buying a course or just doing something that's going to like, even, um, for those people on the product side, like you work with people in health and wellness all the time. And I remember I was a health coach too, like just the willingness to invest in a program to get you into healthier habits. Like even that will make uh, such a huge difference. I think it's so, I think people underestimate the power of paying for yeah. help, you know, and support and accountability. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if you don't, if you're not investing, you know, it's almost like you've got nothing to lose. So you don't even, you don't try, there is no accountability and we need that. So mm -hmm. I agree. I think that it's important to invest in yourself, invest in the things so that you can have like the life that you want. You can like literally just be the things you want to be. Some, mm. you know, we don't know. We don't know. I always like, I, I said this yesterday too, like the best of the best need someone we all need. We all need a mentor. We all need a guiding light because you only know what, you know, you, and you learn and you grow, but there's always going to be someone who knows more. So why not get in the room with that person? So you can expand your knowledge and learn more. It's only okay. going to benefit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So if you knew that no matter, no matter what you would be successful, at anything, literally anything like success was guaranteed. No one would be upset at you for your success or your happiness or your joy. And like, you would just achieve everything you could possibly achieve. What would you do? Uh, well, I would have, I would literally have like a, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like a retreat, but I feel like I just have this like vision of this like giant space where I would just hold all the workshops with like all the great people, not just me. Like I would hire like anyone and anyone who had something great to say and share with the world, but I would just hold space for women to get empowered. Like a, like a, just a place. Like if I could just be that successful, it would just be like this giant, I literally like visualized this building and it was like, it, I visualized it. So maybe I'm going to manifest that, but yes, let's, let's, let's speak this to life. Let's play. I, Wouldn't it be cool if like, like stupid right? idea. Cool if, yeah. Um, 
just like this retreat space where it was like, I'm not, and I always say like, I'm not alienating men because they need all these things too. But obviously like I just resonate more with women, but like I just would have this giant space and it would just be for women to come for, from all walks of life to just get empowered and like have the resources and, um, it would just be like a badass place. <laughs> that would be what I would do. Like I, I would run this like really cool. I don't even know. It'd just be like so neat. <laughs> would it be in the woods or on the beach? You know what? When I envisioned it in the flash in my mind, it was in the woods, oh, um, yeah. which is interesting because I'm a beach girl. Yeah. However, I do find there's so much grounding in nature and we don't do enough of it. And so I think that's a challenge for me too. This winter, I want to get outside more and be more present, even in the winter and the snow, even though it's not my favorite, because I think that there's a lot of healing there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I would, t- would totally be in the woods, yeah, like I cabin, um, horses, like the whole vibe. <laughs> I sign, I sign me up. Who would yeah. be like your dream guest speaker? Like you could literally have anybody and she would say yes, or he would say yes. Who would you invite? to come oh, speak. I mean, I would invite Oprah. I know we talk, I really would invite Oprah. I mean, who wouldn't invite Oprah? <laughs> I would invite Oprah. I feel like I would invite, I mean, you're definitely coming. You're in my roster. You're there. <laughs> can I, can Beyonce come? Can I say yes, next to Beyonce? Right? You know, there's, I would, I would invite, like, I love Ellen. I love her. I am like obsessed with her. I think she's great. I would have her there, but, um, I don't know. That's a good question. There's a lot of really great people. Like I wish I could wake some people up from the dead and bring them too. <laughs> I mean, this is your, anything's possible. This I is dream, your dream. Right? So it could happen, know. you know? know, what would you say is your biggest intention for 2022? Biggest intention for 2022 is to be more present. Um, I want to be more present in the moments I feel that, so 2021, I did a lot of like setting up. I did a lot of like getting into the business and building it and doing the things 2022. I want to keep that, but I want to be more present and more like aware of, of, of that. Like when I'm being present with my friends, with my family, with my daughter, even with my business, being more just intentional and, pre- and present when I am in certain moments and elements. Um, mm-hmm. that's one of them. Um, and I am working on patience. That is part of my 2022. But uh, yeah, I think being more present so that each moment that I'm in, it like magnifies it. So like if I'm in, if I'm present in the business aspect, I'm really bringing it to like that next level. If I'm present with my daughter, our relationship is booming. Present with my husband, it's like super connected. So it's really just about being present. And I think there's so much power in that because people feel your it's focused energy. Yeah. There's energetics behind that. Like you can tell when you're on the phone with somebody and they're scrolling Instagram and not present with you. Like that fucking kills me. Like I, I literally had that I'm dating right now. So, and I had this conversation, there's a man that I'm dating. He's amazing. We have a great connection, but we're on opposite coasts and he's very busy. And so sometimes when we talk, like he's multitasking and I'm just like, I appreciate this. And we had to have a conversation. I was like, I would rather have 30 seconds of your focus time than 10 minutes of you scattered. Like it just doesn't feel good. You know? And I think I love that you shared that because it's also mirroring back to me areas in where, you know, the way I desire to live my life and the intention behind relationships and my word for 2022 is excellence. And so if, if it doesn't feel excellent in my life, then I get to make a decision of is, is, am I not speaking my voice to hold someone to that standard, or am I not holding myself to that standard as well? And presence is a big part of that, like being fully present and, and like not checking the DMS. If I'm not present to answer it 
Oh, that's such a hard one. <laughs> oh, I know, but you know, it's such a good one. And you know what? I've, I have been implementing it and I'm like, you know, even with my team, like with my work, I'm like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm not ignoring you, but right now I'm at the gym. So I'll let, I'll let you, I'll get back to you later. Like I let them know I'm not ignoring yeah. them, but I used to be the person that'd be like, I'm lifting one weight, trying to answer. Like you just, you just can't do it. You can't right. like, right. it's just healthy, you know? Oh. And then like, no one wants a half ass me. Like you want a hundred percent me. So why don't you, you just might have to wait a couple hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What's one thing that you want to let go of and leave behind in 2021? Mm. Oh, I am working on it. Actually actively working on letting go of like, uh, any resentment or mm. like bitterness that I may have still been carrying. Cause I've been working really hard on my piece. And when I say my piece, it's like, you don't always get the apology that you want, or you don't always have the closure that you want in certain situations, but you can give it to yourself. Like you can absolutely validate how you're feeling and close it for yourself without having the conversation with someone else. So I think a lot of things that popped up for me last year were letting go of like some like residual anger or like resentment I had for maybe friendships that didn't work out or, um, anything really. So I'm really working on letting go of it and just, again, not going back to being present because if this, if that, for example, if that friendship is no longer here, why am I still going back to it? Why am I, what's the story? Yeah. And it's like, close the door. It's okay. Like season for a reason, right? Things happen. It's whatever, but like, I can't keep carrying that because it just keeps messing with my peace and there's no point. And like, even just learning to like, not hold, like harbor any anger, even when someone has done you wrong, I think really like not leading from a place of anger, but more of like grace is just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I I'm working on it because there's just so much more peace in that. There's so much more inner peace in that. Like you just feel good. I don't want to feel angry. It's such an ugly emotion. Like I just don't want to feel it. So I'm really working on that is letting go of the things that really do not have my best interest, like in, at heart, you know? Yeah. And that must take an incredible amount of self-awareness, like really being able to like sit and meet yourself in those moments. And I'm, you know, kind of comes full circle to what you were saying about, you know, your daughter and, you know, the things, you know, changing the narrative and the journaling and the reflecting and the meditation and phoning a friend. And it's, it's, you know, all of those things, like the work works, Mm-hmm. But it starts with an awareness that, hey, there's something here that isn't working and I have a desire to shift it. So let me just put myself in places that will allow me, allow me to do that. Right. I love that. I love that you shared that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I always, I always do that. Look at the common denominator. Like what is the common oh, denominator? Me. Why don't, Fuck. Yeah, me. Oh, it's me again. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It's like, and we don't always want to look and see that it's us, but you know, mm, that's very no. Okay. I'm this, this question just popped into my head. So I don't know why, but I'm going to ask you, okay. If you were to write your own book, what would the title be? Oh, well, I am in the process of writing. It just, I did not know that. (laughs) I will say like, I want to write my own book. I want it to be like the autobiography of my life. Um, of my journey, the memoir, my journey, how I got here and stuff. Um, but I write like little bits, you know, I haven't actually sat down and like written. So I can't say that I'm like, in the thick of it yet, but, um, oh man, that's a good question. I, you know, I haven't really thought of the title yet. Um, I gotta think on that one for a second. Ooh. You know, the, the word that comes up for me is sparkle. I don't know why. I'm just I like, like that. Sparkle. Ooh, sparkle. A memoir. 
I do love it. Like there's, I mean, there's so many things I can think of. Like I would definitely be stemming it around like light. I always think about like light, like shining your light. I always say that, like, what does that mean when you're like shine your lights? And people are like, what does that even mean? I'm like, you know, just let your goods shine. Like just be you. Um, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I really got to think about that. No, no, it can be whatever you want to be. That's the cool part about it. Yeah. You know, I always like my workbook that I wrote was, um, lifestyled by you because I'm lifestyled by Ashley. So I, when I wrote lifestyle by you, the workbook, it was because I wanted people to realize that you could admire someone else's life and be influenced by it, but you were the keeper of your own and that you could style it however you wanted. So what does that mean for you? Like, it's always Mm. like, so, you know, in some capacity, I'm sure that it would be like another version of lifestyle by you boom. And it'd have like a subtitle, you know, love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Tell me more about the workbook. I know we didn't get a chance to really dive into it, but, um, I, I want to hear about it. So tell me. <laughs> yeah. So it's a 30 day, uh, workbook and it's on cultivating self-love. So I target self-love self-care, um, and just kind of prompt you. So each day has a planner on one side of the paper. So you can be like very organized, map your day out. But what it does is, um, it challenges you to look at yourself really to reflect. I ask questions that will, um, make you kind of have to re- look at yourself and say, okay, well, and what is the behavior that I'm doing? How am I ex- exhibiting it? Where is it coming from? And kind of help you work through it. Um, in the beginning of the workbook, um, you actually write a letter to yourself mm-hmm. where you're at currently presently in the moment, like no judgment, no shame, just write what you're feeling, put it out there. And then to close the workbook, I have you write where you are after the 30 days, like mm-hmm. where are you now? after you've gone through the workbook and then you can compare the two and see your growth over the 30 days. And it's something you can continue to do monthly. It doesn't just have to be like a one-time thing. Um, but it's, it's neat because a lot of times I feel, and you probably feel this way too. We don't really, um, once you're like asked to write stuff about yourself, it's like, Oh, I really sit down and think about myself for a second or like, how am I really feeling or whatever? And a lot of times what we'll do, that's when all the stuff will come out. Like you're writing this letter to yourself and then, you, you know, it's like, it's very intense. So and yeah. one of the instructions is to not go back and read it. So I have you write mm. it, but do not reread it. Just write it, psh, be go done to day, with it and then, you know, go to the end of the book and do that. So yeah, it's just to help you kind of work on starting your journey, like a starting point to your self-love. And it sounds like these are the tools that have helped you get to where you are today. Yeah. I love that. And if people want to get the, the workbook, how do they do that? Um, on Amazon, actually it's on target, it's on Barnes and Noble, but everyone has Amazon. What? Wait a second. Wait yeah. a second. How does it feel to be like, oh, it's on Amazon. It's on Target, Barnes and Noble. Like what? That's amazing. It's crazy. The first, the, when I first launched it and I was like, okay, it's for sale on Amazon or whatever people were messaging me. And they're like, it says it's sold out. And I was dying. I'm like, what? And I went on Amazon and it said there was only like 19 copies left. So I started like freaking out. And so within the first launch, it essentially sold out. And then of course, like, you know, they replenish, but, um, it was really cool. It's, it's still really cool. Sometimes it's very surreal. Like even when the book came out and it came to the house and I like, I was like looking, cause I know I have a copy of it somewhere here, but like, I would like look at it and be like, this is mine. Like how, this is my book. Like I wrote this myself. Like, this is so cool. Um, and really when I wrote the book, I didn't have the intentions of publishing it. I wrote it because I've always done like programs where I sell them online and they're like a PDF version. So I wrote the book. Um, I made it into a PDF. I had a graphic designer help me make it beautiful. 
And I sent it to my sister. I'm like, Oh my God, you got to check this out. Like, look what I did. I'm going to put it for sale on my website. And she's like, this is like really great. She's like, you do realize this could be like a book. Right. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, that'd be cool. And she's like, why don't you contact a publisher? Like, why don't you try to like publish the book? Because it's a workbook. You need it in your fingers. And I was like, Oh, that's not a bad idea. Well, maybe. And then I was like, let me just try. So I actually reached out to another girl that I met through social retailing. She wrote a book and she was in the process of getting it published. Hers was a lot more in depth because when you actually write like a big book, they have to like really, you know, edit and the process, whatever. But she gave me her publishing company and she's like, they're great. They're really amazing, whatever. And it was like smooth sailing. It was incredible. And oh, it's so cool. Look at that. And so this I is know. called style by you is the name of the. Oh. Lifestyled by you, a 30 day workbook to cultivating self-love. Oh, we'll link that in the show notes. I love that. Oh my God. I'm like, when you, and, and I apologize when you said workbook, I was thinking PDF on your website. I was like, damn, girls on target. I love it. Okay. Yes. I want to see it. <laughs> like it's right here. I knew that it was here. It's so funny. I have one that has Riley's artwork on it. <laughs> my face. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. And look at that photo of you. Mm. And then it's and honestly, like love how it feels like yeah. it just is so great. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great. It's really this cool. Is what and happens like, when you just follow what feels good and you take scary action and you just align with your, with your truth, your authenticity. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. I feel like we could do a whole nother hour together. <laughs> I know. Just like flew by. <laughs> I'm so, I feel like I could ask you so many more questions. Um, if people want to get into your world, and mm-hmm. connect with you on a deeper, more intentional level. What's the best way for them to do that? I would say, follow me on Instagram. I think that's the, the main source of where I share everything. So it's, it's at life underscore styled by Ashley, A S H L I. Um, and that's kind of where I do the, the guts of everything. The juice of everything starts there. And then I have everything from there linked. So mm. yeah. I love it. Well, I'm so inspired by you and so grateful that the universe brought us together. And then I, I get to know you on a deeper level. Um, you guys make sure that you give Ashley a follow. Her content is so good. And, you know, just the the little sprinkling of Riley, Riley, that's your daughter's name, right? Riley in there is, is so much fun. And by the way, I love your kitchen. I just want to say that I am team kitchen. I am team. I love all the ways, you know, you know, um, okay. Last question. Yes. And I just, you have full permission to go any direction and as long as you want. So what are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating. Oh man, there's a lot of things right now. Um, definitely celebrating, uh, my success so far, just even with business, my success with business, um, celebrating life. Um, when you say that I'm celebrating life. Okay. So I feel like, um, this past week I lost someone from high school. Now we're not as close as we used to be. We were friends in high school and he passed away. Suddenly he had a heart attack and I don't, I felt like really emotional around it. And I couldn't figure out why, because I was like, it wasn't like he was a love interest. It wasn't like, um, we were the best of friends even now. So it almost felt like, well, why? And I think the why was because it was challenging me or having opening my eyes to seeing that life is precious. And we know that. And so it's time. And that we all really do believe that we have time. I believe this. I think that a lot of us think that, you know, tomorrow's just going to happen. It's already guaranteed. Um, even just the rest of today in this moment, and it's not, and that goes back to be wanting to be more present for 2022, but also just being more mindful that like time is 
it, it goes fast and it's not promised. And, you know, um, everything that I do, I want to leave a long lasting impact and, and I want to celebrate life. And I want to be like, like, I literally, you know, I had said to my husband, cause he was like, I'm going to the funeral. And he's like, but you're not, it's, you don't think it's weird. You're going to go. Cause you guys aren't still close. I'm like, no, because his impact in my life, even from high school was, he was just a really solid person. Like, mm. like that could be the person that all these years later, 20 years later, you'd be on the side of the road. You could call him and he would probably come get you. You know, he would get yeah. you, you know? Yeah. For me, it was like, I want to leave that impact. Like when I leave, when my body leaves the earth, but my soul is still here. Like when I leave one day, I want to leave such an impact that people feel joy, um, that I make people, uh, kind of reflect, self-reflect and say, am I living my life to its fullest potential? Like, am I really harnessing the, what, everything that I'm capable of? What is my impact? And like, you know, I, I just, I want people to celebrate me. So I want to celebrate life because I'm grateful for this life. I'm grateful for that. The fact that I even have the gifts that I do, the platform that I do to speak to anyone that will listen. Um, so I'm celebrating life. I'm celebrating my successes. I'm celebrating that, you know, God is good. <laughs> and I just, I do, I feel like an immense amount of just, I feel blessed, you know, really, truly. So celebrating mm -hmm. life and honoring that and the presence, because I don't know that I get tomorrow. So mm -hmm. what is my impact today? That's where I'm at with it. Like, yeah. So powerful. Yeah. Thank you so intense. much for sharing that. No, that was a perfect way to put a big bow on this incredible conversation. Ashley, thank you so much for being so transparent and so vulnerable and just so authentically you, it, the world is a better place because of it. And I just, I adore you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you in my life. So I love you too. I'm so grateful. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you love this episode, share it on social tag me tag, Ashley, the greatest gift that we can give any one of our guests that comes on the show is just letting them know what your biggest thought or takeaway was and sharing their message out into the world so that we can amplify that message. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.